The Rookie Leaders Podcast, Episode 24, The Distrustful Culture. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. So grab your notebook, a pen, and your bulletproof coffee as we explore the leadership lessons every leader needs to master. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello there, friend. Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to yet another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. As I tend to say at the beginning of every podcast, I know that there's lots of other things you could be doing with your time, but you've chosen to devote that time to to me and to this podcast, and I thank you so much for that. I certainly do not take that for granted. Welcome here to episode number 24, where we're going to talk about one of the enemies of teamwork. We're going to talk about the distrustful culture. Before I jump into that, let me uh, take care of a few housekeeping items for you. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at CredibleLeaders.com forward slash 024. CredibleLeaders.com forward slash 024 as in episode 24. That's where you'll find the show notes for today's podcast episode. While you're there at CredibleLeaders.com, you can find lots of other leadership materials. You can find links to our community links to other podcasts, links to blog articles, and so forth. So I encourage you as you're checking out the show notes for today's podcast, uh, be sure that you check out some of the other content there at CredibleLeaders.com as well. I'd also love it if you would subscribe to the podcast. If you're new to this podcast, this is not the first time you're hearing it. I hope you'll subscribe to the podcast such that you ensure that you never miss a single episode of this great leadership content. Greatly appreciate you subscribing to the podcast. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about one of the enemies of teamwork, the distrustful culture. But before I do, let me, it's appropriate that I tell you a little bit about the sponsor for this particular episode of the podcast. This podcast is episode is sponsored by 4enemies.com. That's the number 4, 4enemies.com. At 4enemies.com, you can find a great survey that will help you identify the enemy that is killing your teamwork. There's four enemies to teamwork, and we're covering one of them today in today's podcast. In the previous podcast, episode number 23, I did kind of a highlight of all four of those enemies. And so if you haven't listened to episode number 23, I encourage you to do that. But also, I encourage you to head over to 4enemies.com where you can take this quiz that will identify for you the enemy that your team is struggling with, the enemy that is killing teamwork on your team. I, I often explain this about teamwork. I believe teamwork is your only real competitive advantage. You, in whatever your business, whatever company, whatever 
product you're you're producing, it's likely that you have competitors out there that are doing things similarly to you, producing similar products, serving the customer in similar ways. The only real competitive advantage you have against your competitors is your team's ability to work effectively together. And in order to build that team that works effectively together, you need to first identify what are the enemies that's killing teamwork within your specific team. So head over to fourenemies.com. Again, that's the number four, fourenemies.com. Take the quiz that's there and it will identify for you uh, the enemy that's killing your team. And then a follow-up to that is great advice specific to your team struggle around building an effective team, defeating that enemy and building an effective teamwork. So be sure again, you head over to fourenemies.com, take the quiz, uh, take advantage of the follow-up instruction and videos related to your results of that quiz for enemies.com head over and take that quiz today. Now let's, uh, let's dive into this, what I consider to be the first enemy of teamwork. Enemy number one of teamwork, in my opinion, is the distrustful culture, distrustful culture. So what I want to talk to you today, we're going to talk heavily about trust. What is trust? But more specifically within a team, what is team trust. Oftentimes when someone will take the quiz at fourenemies.com or someone will will consult with me and I suggest that their team is struggling with trust, when I suggest that that they have a distrustful culture within their team, oftentimes they're surprised by that. They're surprised by the quiz results or my suggestion that their team is struggling with trust. And that's oftentimes because they don't really recognize, well, what, what is team trust? And so I, I first, as we talk through this, I want to define for you, if you will, team trust. And I think the most important thing to do there is to first start with what team trust is not, because that to me is the root of the surprise that a lot of people have as they discover that their team is struggling with trust. And so let's first talk about what team trust is not. And The first thing that it is not, team trust is not this idea that team members can predict the behavior or the thoughts or the actions or the attitude of other team members. Just because you can predict the you know behavior of another team member, that doesn't equate to trust. That doesn't that doesn't mean that you trust that individual, right? If you have a team member that um, you can predict that this team member is going to be late for a meeting. Um, maybe you can even predict that that team member is going to offer some excuse for being late to this meeting. Maybe you know that individual well enough that you can even predict the precise excuse that that team member is going to use for being late to the meeting. I know this individual well enough that I can predict all of those things, but that doesn't mean that I trust this individual. Because, see, there's another aspect, I think, a misconception around trust or team trust, and that is this idea that if a team, if a group of people, if they've been together for a long time, maybe many years this team has been together, there's this misconception that because we've been together for so long that we trust each other. But years together doesn't create team trust, true team trust. Again, it it creates this this idea that we know each other well enough that we can predict behaviors and attitudes and actions and thoughts and so forth, 
but that doesn't equate to trust, right? And we're going to get deeper into what trust means. But oftentimes, again, teams where I suggest you're struggling with trust or when the quiz uh, suggests that you're struggling with, with trust, they're oftentimes surprised by that. And it's because they, they believe or they feel like the team's been together a long time. We can predict one another's behaviors and reactions. Therefore, we trust one another. Simply not true. So let's talk about, well, what is team trust, right? It's not this ability to predict one another. It's not this idea that we've been together for so long. So what is team trust? Team trust is this. Team trust is vulnerability-based. You must have vulnerability-based trust in order to truly have team trust, right? And what that means is a team member must trust that they can be vulnerable with the other members of the team. They, they trust that, I, that they can be vulnerable and there'll be no judgment, there'll be no blame, there'll be no shaming, that type of thing. That, and this vulnerability is important as it relates to trust among team members. Vulnerability, it, it means I'm going to be exposed. If I'm going to be vulnerable with my team members, I'm going to be exposed. I'm going to be uh, transparent, right? If, if I have some failures or some fears or I've made some mistakes or I'm having some struggles or some challenges, if I'm going to be vulnerable about those, then, you know, to some degree, I'm exposing myself or my weaknesses or my failures. I'm exposing those to my team. And I have to trust that my team is going to receive that information that, you know, me sharing, hey, hey, team, I, I really, really made a bad mistake. I have to trust that my team is going to receive that message of me saying I made a bad mistake and, and they're not going to judge me. They're not going to shame me. And in fact, what they're going to do is they're going to rally around me to help me as a team to overcome whatever that mistake is so that together as a team, we can succeed. So that's vulnerability-based trust. Uh, and the, the thing with vulnerability-based trust it, or what it enables for a team, it, it means that the team can address issues immediately, right? Team members, uh, off, when you have a distrustful culture, oftentimes team members, they won't bring up some type of failure or mistake until they're absolutely forced to do so. That's if you live in or you have a team that is, uh, that has a distrustful culture, then if your team members are, are going to miss a deadline or, they, or they're going to, you know, they're, they're having a struggle or a challenge with something and they can't figure something out, they can't deliver one of their deliverables to the team, that team member is not going to mention that. They're not going to expose themselves. They're not going to be vulnerable to the team and say, look, I, I'm going to miss this deliverable until they're absolutely forced to do so. You see this happen all the times uh, when when teams have uh, proper project planning around their activities, right? They may have some uh, planning uh, going on and they have some milestones. And within those milestones, uh, individual team members, they have different deliverables to those milestones. And you as a team, maybe you're reviewing the project plan and you realize there's a milestone tomorrow. And you look at me and say, well, Michael, uh, you know, you had a report to deliver as a part of this milestone. Where's that report? Then and only then am I going to expose myself and say, hey, guys, I don't have that report yet. I'm not going to have that report for another two weeks. Right? Tomorrow's the deadline for that. But 
only now in the reviewing of this project plan and because of that milestone am I forced to expose to my team, to be vulnerable to my team, that I'm not going to make a deliverable, right? And so when you have, but when you have vulnerability-based trust within your team, then I probably would have told my team that weeks ago, right? The very first indication that I had that I was going to struggle to meet my deliverables for the team, I would have told my team back then, right? So here we are the day before this milestone in our project and in a, in a distrustful culture, I'm, I'm just now being forced to expose myself to be vulnerable and share with the team. I'm going to miss that milestone. But two weeks ago, when I first discovered that I'm struggling with this, uh, I, I don't understand how to, how to get the information for this report, or I don't understand who to talk to two weeks ago. If my team was full of vulnerability based trust, then two weeks ago, I would have offered up to the team. Hey guys, I've got a milestone coming up in two weeks and I really don't know how to get started with this thing. I really don't know who to talk to. I don't understand how to get the data for this report that I'm responsible for. I would have told my team that two weeks ago, if vulnerability trust based trust was prevalent within my team, because when I do that, then I know my team's not going to judge me for that. They're not going to shame me for that. But instead, what they're going to do is they're going to rally around me and help me overcome those challenges or struggles that I'm having with my deliverable that, that again is due in two weeks, right? So the team can immediately address the challenges and the struggles that an individual team member is having when you have vulnerability based trust. So that that's the difference. That's, that's these, you know, again, team trust, it's not about predicting each other's behaviors or knowing each other really well. It's about being willing to be vulnerable with one another and knowing that you can expose yourself in terms of your failures, your fears, your mistakes, challenges, issues that you're facing, you can be vulnerable with your team and you know that your team will not judge you, will not shame you, will not condemn you in any way, but rather will rally around you for the sake of you being successful as a team member, but then the team being successful as a whole. Uh, the team can only be successful if each of the team members is equally successful, right? It, within, a, within a team, teamwork, we all win or we all lose. There are no individual winners within teamwork. And so for that reason, if I've got vulnerability-based trust within my team, then I can uh, early, immediately upon feeling like I'm, I'm struggling in some way, I can share that with the team. And they will rally around me to uh, make sure that I'm successful. So again, that the team can ultimately be successful as well. So let's talk a little bit also about, well, what are the impacts within a team of vulnerability-based trust, right? What are the benefits of vulnerability-based trust? And, and also, what are some of the, the, the negative side effects of having a distrustful culture within your team? And the first thing I would share with you is that when you have vulnerability-based trust within your team, it removes all of the political posturing, right? So again, if we go back to that to that scenario where tomorrow's the milestone and I have a deliverable, but but I'm not going to make that deliverable. Political posturing, uh, what happens there is, is um, I'm going to miss that milestone, but I'm going to tell the team all the reasons that over the last couple of weeks, I wasn't able to 
to accomplish that milestone, right? I'm going to place blame or fault on someone else or something else, right? I may place blame. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't have that report because so-and-so didn't give me the data that I need for that report. Or I don't have that report for this milestone because, you know, you guys don't, don't recognize, but a lot of people were out of the office last week, right? So I may, you know, political posturing is a posturing in the sense that this is not my fault. I'm, I'm missing my milestone. I'm missing my deliverable. I'm missing my deadline, but this is not my fault. And so you have that political posturing going on when you have a distrustful culture, but when you have a vulnerability-based uh, uh, vulnerability based trust within your team, it removes all that political posturing. I don't need to, to blame someone else or something else for my failure. I've, I've told my team from the very beginning that I'm struggling with this deliverable. They've helped me, and we've gotten that deliverable accomplished as a team. So there's no need then for political posturing. And you see that happen all the time when you have a team full of distrustful culture, right? Anytime someone isn't able to accomplish a task or to make a deliverable as uh, according to schedule or something like that, they're going to posture. They're going to politically posture and say, it's someone else or something else. This is not my fault. Uh, second thing, second uh, benefit I'll give you of uh, vulnerability-based trust within a team is that it it tends to begin to eliminate bureaucracy. It tends to eliminate the you know the heavy bureaucratic uh, steps or process that teams might put in place. Here, here's the reality about bureaucracy. Bureaucracy comes about because people don't trust each other. Bureaucracy comes about because uh, we create a culture where we don't trust someone else to do a good job or to do the job on time. And so what we do is we build a process or steps or checks and balances and things. We build up these bureaucratic steps that force an individual, force another team member to, if you will, show their work, right? And, and that bureaucracy gets built up because we don't believe that that team member is going to follow step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. And so what we do is we put together a process, we put a process in place, and, and listen, I'm not against process, but what happens is we build up a bureaucratic process to overcome or to compensate for the fact that we don't trust one another. And so we build up a bureaucratic process that has five steps, and we uh, force then our teammate to show us their progress at all five of those steps. Why do we force them to show us those their progress at all five of those steps? Because we don't trust that they're doing those five steps, right? So when you have vulnerability-based trust within your team, it begins to eliminate the need for all of that bureaucracy that naturally gets built up when you don't trust one another. And then also I'd mention this one. Vulnerability-based trust, it removes this cover-your-back attitude, right, or CYA um, it removes this this need as as individuals, this attitude as individuals to protect ourselves. Right? We feel like uh, um, whether it's you know maybe maybe I'm not um, I'm not missing deadlines or missing deliverables or whatever, but I may have this attitude. I I may have this spirit about me, and it may influence my actions within the team. That everything I do is for the sake of in some way protecting me as an individual, right? I, I may take actions or do things or, 
or work with individuals for the sake of protecting me. And sometimes those actions, they actually are to the detriment of another team member. Um, but we, we, we have this attitude about ourselves and we take actions based on those attitudes around protecting ourselves, covering our back such that, you know, we can't fall into blame for, for anything in the future and so forth. It kind of goes back to that political posturing a little bit as well, but it's, it's this attitude and this action around, I need to protect myself in a vulnerability based trust, trusting culture. There's no need for that. There's no need for protecting of myself because I know the whole team is protecting me and I'm protecting every other member of the team as well. The team takes care of itself. The team protects itself, if you will. And in vulnerability-based trust environment, there's no need for this protecting myself. Uh, And then finally, I would say this. The benefit of vulnerability-based trust is it just makes for a more efficient team. Your team is, is faster. Your team is better. And the perfect example of why that is, is is the scenario that I mentioned to you earlier. If a team member can and will be vulnerable from the very beginning of a challenge, then the team can swarm around that, can rally around that team member and that activity and overcome that challenge together as a team. And then that doesn't become a missed deadline or a missed milestone or undelivered activity later down the road, the team has rallied around this individual team member, gotten it done. And so now there's not a, a blown schedule or, or something like that. And so it just enables your team to be more efficient, to be faster, to be better when you have vulnerability-based trust. Because again, the team can immediately, immediately overcome challenges and issues that any individual within the team might be having. Whereas if you have a distrustful culture, again, you're not going to get an opportunity as a team to address those challenges until forced, until that individual is forced to be vulnerable and share with you the challenges or the mistakes or whatever that they're making. And so if you can you know, create that vulnerability-based trust within your team, it's going to enable your team to be much more efficient as a team. And I'll just remind you, as I said earlier, The only real competitive advantage you have is your teamwork. That's the only real competitive advantage you have. Your your competitors out there in your market, they're delivering similar products. They're serving the customer in similar ways. But they may not be able to operate as a team as effectively as your team does. And the first enemy that you need to destroy of teamwork is this distrustful culture. So again, I'll I'll say to you, it's not about you've been together for a long time. It's not about that you can predict one another's behaviors and actions and thoughts. It's all about can you as team members be vulnerable with one another and know that without judgment and without shame, the team can rally around challenges that an individual team member is having and overcome those challenges right away. That's the beauty of a vulnerability based trust within your team. So again, you can head over to fourenemies.com, fourenemies.com, take the quick quiz, and it will tell you if your team is struggling with a distrustful culture. I encourage you to head over there and do that, fourenemies.com, that's the number four, and see if distrustful culture 
is the enemy that your team is struggling with. If it's not, if it's one of the other three, we'll be talking about those in the next three episodes of this podcast. So be sure that you tune in. Be sure you subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Again, you can go back to episode number 23 where I talked about all four of the enemies, just really highlighting the four enemies of teamwork. Here we dove deeply into distrustful culture. And in the next three uh, podcasts, we'll talk about the other three as well. So be sure you subscribe to the podcast. Don't miss a single episode. Take the quiz. See if you struggle with distrustful culture. Until I speak with you again, be blessed and lead well. of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended. But never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcast episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com.